This is a podcast from Rover. Welcome into part two of Royal Exchange, uh, your Saturday morning edition of Rex. Of course, the podcast. Yeah, well, any purveyor of fine podcast, just type in the word rural, you'll find us. This is the country uh, show that, that brings together farming and rural, all things, all things rural, all corners of the country and bridges that urban-rural divide. If, in fact, there is a, uh, one as big as some might suggest, not always sure of that. Thanks to Carter's Tyres, the agricultural tyre specialist. Visit carterstyres.co.nz or call 0800 uh, for Carter's. Right, an agricultural leader is calling out the government over what he calls uh, poorly thought-out policies, saying the industry needs education over regulation. Jason Herrick reckons some policies in particular create nothing but incorrect perceptions of the industry. The Southland Federated Farmers a winter grazing spokesperson joins us now. G'day, Jason. How are you? Busy out on the farm, I take it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Very busy this time of year, carving and all. Um, yeah. Things are things are going along rather quickly. Yeah. How are conditions uh, down there in the deep south? Well, t- to be honest, and uh, I'm not going to take anything away from the rest of the country, but I think we're living at the right end of the country for once. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Our conditions are relatively yeah. good, and the weather's been well behaved for us. Yeah, well, we talked to uh, uh, earlier on to Will Green, just um, out of uh, south of Ashburton. He said, too, they're a bit of a microclimate compared to the rest of the country as well. Had a pretty good season. So some of you have been getting it a bit luckier than others, Jason. Look, um, this topic of uh, education over regulation something you're pretty passionate about, isn't it? Oh, absolutely it is, and uh, I think it's become very apparent, in the, especially over the last few years, uh, where farmers have really stepped up to the plate, and it's all been uh, on the back of education over the regulation, and, and I know the Minister will say, yeah, but it's the regulation we were forcing upon you guys that has caused all of this. Well, no, it's not. Uh, we've seen uh, farming leaders, especially here in the south, um, that we're already following best practice, and all they've done is, is helped educate uh, uh, the laggards, so to speak, or the or the others, to, and bring them up to speed. And and farmers have always been uh, great at adapting um, and learning from other people. Um, we've been doing it for generations, so you know, and it, that's definitely what's worked in Southland in particular is education over regulation, and that's all around the winter grazing side of things. Mm. Now, we'll read a quote directly from you here, Jace. Farmers have been subjected to slander, abuse and outright bully tactics from our so-called leaders trying to solve a problem that can only be corrected by the individuals who actually partake in it. That's a strong statement, but I guess that's, uh, that's the whole point really, isn't it? It is. It is the whole point. And uh, we're, we're getting told what to do from people that don't do it and uh, that don't have any idea on, on how to do it. And, and I can give you... Uh, uh, a prime example um, currently with uh, the winter grazing regs where you know they're creating a problem in, in the way of uh, forcing farmers' hands to get away from resource consents and to do that they're going to bring their stock down off the slopes and onto the flatter ground um, and all that's going to do is create a problem because guys are going to graze that flatter ground year after year after year and we know that that's more detrimental to the environment than doing a rotational plan around your farm. Yeah, exactly, and uh, that that's probably about the nub of the issue, isn't it? These uh, winter grazing policies, uh, policies you know, um, and, and a lot of people agree the government should have got its freshwater plan, uh, farm plans in sooner, um, so, you know, the ramifications there are, uh, you know, clearly there the will be some. 
Oh, there's, there's been a lot of failures. And uh, you're talking to uh, a lot of uh, regional councils like I do, and they've lost a lot of policy staff um, in the last couple of years, and they've all gone to MFE. Now, if they've all gone to MFE and they've employed so many more um, policy people to get this stuff sorted, why haven't they delivered yet? Um, we're sort of getting sick of the, the process failure um, that keeps coming. You know, They've already had to put the, the regulations off once um, because of the process wasn't in place, and it's still not in place. So you know, are they actually going to achieve something? Now, you spoke um, about education over regulation. Um, what, what exactly do you mean in, in regards to that? Let's explore that a little bit more. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I firmly believe... Um, educating somebody rather than pointing a big ugly stick at them um, will achieve better results and better outcomes. You've mm. got to get more buy-in from people, um, and once they've got buy-in to something and they actually believe it, um, they will uh, they will achieve what you set out uh, or what everyone sets out to achieve. Um, by pointing a big ugly stick at people and telling them they must do this and must do that, you get people's backs up and you get them offside. And <laughs> everyone knows in history that that just doesn't work. It's it's bully tactics. And the other thing about that is, um, you know, and, and I've heard this from quite a few people. In fact, I know people that have done this. People are turning away from farming because all of the regulation, the paperwork, the compliance, all this sort of stuff that's been brought in in recent years. And people are just going, you know what, enough's enough. I just can't do it anymore. And unfortunately, that's a, I mean, it's not common, but it's certainly, you know, anecdotally, it's, um, it's, it's a factor, isn't it? It totally is, and I mean, I'll give you a prime example with my kids. My kids don't want to go farming. They don't want to take after their their father because they've seen what, he be, what he's been through over the last 15 to 20 years. Mm. And uh, so that, that stemmed um, our future plans on buying our own farm into, uh, into concentrating our uh, efforts elsewhere, you know. Um, eventually I'll get out of uh, day-to-day farming, but I'll stay in the rural, rural sector because I love it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what those plans will entail, but you know, and, and there's a lot of people in that boat. A lot of people are telling me their kids don't want to come home and farm, um, and you know, it sort of makes you wonder why you've been doing what you've been doing because there's no succession coming through. No surprise that a fair bit of uh, land change happening out of dairy, with dairy farm sales, didn't we? Don we heard that from Conrad Wilkshire, fit, but fifty percent of dairy land was going into into other. Uh, other uses, wasn't it? Um, yeah, and then yeah, if, yeah then you've yeah. got the um, you know land being sold for forestry interests and things yeah. like that because yeah. of the carbon price. And yeah, um, you can't blame people for going. You know what? I'm going to uh, cash in here because my kids don't want to do it. Um, you know, uh, it's it's becoming a, a, an issue for me. It's not quite what I enjoy anymore because there's too much bloody yeah. paperwork to do. And so you can't blame people for for choosing different options, can? Uh, no, definitely not. And, you know, I spend about 80% of my time now covering regulation and reporting and, and recording, you know, and I've spent a lot of time on health and safety, staff management, resource yeah. management, the whole lot. And it's it, I got into farming because I enjoyed working outdoors, I enjoyed working with animals and I enjoyed working with the land, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's not, not so much happening anymore. Um, yeah. I do it as much as I can, um, but I've got to employ staff to do most of that now because my time's taken up with all the other regulatory shit. Yeah. Farming by consent is what it sounds like, eh? Yeah, and I mean, dairy farmers have been uh, in that pathway for a wee while now, and like I said, we're getting sick of it, um, and it's now heading down the same path for, for our um, arable and, and meat and wool counterparts 
as well. And we don't want to see them have to go through the same thing. So, you know, and, it, and in the forestry and the, and the carbon credit, that's another story in itself. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just one thing after another, regulation after regulation, and people have literally just had enough. Yeah. So what does that do for an for a industry that's now exporting uh, $53.3 billion, um, you know, uh, in terms of economic benefit for the country? Um, uh, you know, people talk of some sort of global food shortage around the corner. Uh, you know, we're in a great position here if we do things properly to really be able to capture some pretty niche markets and get real premium prices for, for what we produce. Well, that's what we keep hearing from our leaders, you know. We're going to be able to um, establish ourselves in these niche markets and get get higher higher uh, dollar value for our produce. But when we talk to our guys, the people overseas and our buyers that are actually buying the stuff, they couldn't really care less, to be honest. They just want the best right. produce at the best price. Yeah, you know, and so that's, you know, and when, when can I, I'll just, because this is a good point yeah, you raise, because yeah. when, when um, times get tough, Right, there's nice to haves and there's essentials, and you can just look at it if you get, if you drill right down into the sort of the the the, the micro aspect of it. Um, you know, you're doing the weekly grocery shop for your for your family. You know, when when dollars are tight, you're not really caring too much about whether something was produced in a certain way or came from a certain place. You, it's it's about price. That that's what it's about. Getting the most you can for the dollars that you've got. And when you extrapolate that out into a global sense, you know, and people are talking about recessions and all sorts of things, then you can see where it's just yeah, let's just just get the produce and feed the people. Yeah, and isn't that why department stores and and big uh, store chains and stuff like the warehouse and and Kmart and stuff do so well? Um, you know, because mm. people are wanting best bang for their buck. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's no difference in food, um, and that's why the fast food chains do so well. So, you know, it's yeah. On one hand, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. What 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 can you look at? that's positive at the moment because I get all of that and, and I think you raise a number of very, very valid points and, and we agree with you on on um, pretty much all of them. Uh, but w- what can you point to or what you know look at that can give you a bit of uh, positivity for the future, Jason? What's looking positive at the moment is the amount of people standing up and, uh, and, and people in the rural sector coming together. And there's a lot on, on many different fronts which is quite exciting, and, and if they can all collaborate and, and get together on the same page, uh, it's a force to reckon with, you know, and and it, then our regulators might actually start waking up and listening because they haven't been doing a whole hell of a lot of that in the last couple of years. So, um, you know, and that, that's the positive move going forward. Um, I'm talking to a lot of people now, and, and, you know, it's the same same old, same old. They're just all feeling the same, and, uh, if, and, and they all say the same. If we can all collaborate and get on and, and speak off the same page, we could achieve much better results. Very good, and pulling no punches. Jason Herrick there, Southland Federated Farmers. Uh, good to have Jason on there. And poorly thought out policies is his big concern and reckons we need education over regulation. Um, people leading by example, and is he? And he wasn't scared, scared of mentioning it. Dom, he said the laggards, the, the you know the 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 the, the uh, chain draggers, they're there. 
Um, but if you take a bit of time, we can get everybody up to speed and a rural community working together because quite interesting, as you and I have discussed plenty of times, there is that uh, rural rural division. There's no doubt about yeah. that. I guess yeah. next time we talk to him, yeah, I'll, um, I'll bring that up next time we get Jace on the program yeah. because, um, yeah... Uh, yeah, it's it is interesting because there is that that, that is definitely there, um, yeah. and I, I suppose it depends what sort of circles you move in and who you're talking to. Um, but yeah, interesting. I, I, interesting. Look, at, at what point, I guess, does his does Jason's kids look at him and go, okay. Is it you know? Is it a fifteen dollar payout? So Jason's got a full time business manager there. You know, like they can afford to do that, and he's back out on the farm enjoying uh, his stock work and and the land. Um, yeah. You know, and and as those niche markets and and what he's you know keeps hearing that it might be going to happen uh, potentially because as we've heard plenty of times this year, uh, even at ten dollars, uh, if you if you're sort of working around your costs to seven dollars a kilogram. You know, there ain't so much fat um, as, as some sort of suggest there is. You know, there's some who are lucky enough to be in a position where they can sort of produce at around $5. Um, that's not a bad, you know, but uh, yeah, I guess. Um. Well, I think what you're getting is you're, you're starting to see probably the different, I mean, people are at different stages of their of their businesses, aren't they? So, yeah. you know, and, and it depends, you know, yeah. to speak to a kiwi fruit grower in, uh, in, in Bay of Plenty. Yeah. You know, they're probably going pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you know, uh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, so, no, 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 no just, there's, there's just, it's again, it's yeah. sort of blanketing the whole thing as yeah. a, um, oh, this is a problem, uh, you know, for everybody. Well, no, not no, necessarily. Not, it's no. a problem for certain parts of the yeah. industry and yeah, then exactly. for others and, and yeah. who's in the, what stages of, of, you know, of their operations and things like that. So very nuanced and it's, um, yeah, very, it t- takes a bit to get your head around. Does indeed. Next up, we're going to look at the From the Ground Up podcast with Rebecca Greaves, Mackay, and George Rule Exchange.